Welcome to Capital Ideas, the podcast where members of the Majority Democratic Caucus in the Washington State House of Representatives sit down at the Capitol and talk about ideas. If you've been here before, welcome back. And if you're a new listener, you picked a good one to start with. In a moment, I'll be talking with Representative Nicole Macri about housing, homelessness, and behavioral health, all headline topics that promise to be among the most urgent issues addressed in the 2019 session. Nicole represents the 43rd Legislative District, which includes pretty much everything that people think of when they hear the word Seattle. If you're in Madison Park, Capitol Hill, Montlake, the U District, Ravenna, Wallingford, Fremont, Finney Ridge, or downtown Seattle, she answers to you. For the last couple of decades, Nicole has worked on issues around affordable housing, homelessness, human services, and mental health. She brought that experience to Olympia in 2016 and now serves as vice chair of the House Committee on Health Care and Wellness and sits on the Appropriations and Finance Committees as well. We talked on the eve of the 2019 session kickoff, and here's how it went. Thank you for joining us today on Capital Ideas. Many of the lawmakers down here have some sort of specialty that they tend to focus on and become known for that being one of their passions. Before you got here and since you arrived, it has been housing issues. And that's what I want to talk about today and find out how you're looking at this coming session as an opportunity to A, talk about what the housing crisis is, and B, do something about it. Yeah, thank you. My work outside the legislature really for my entire adult life has been really centered around ensuring that people can have the opportunity to live in safe, healthy homes that they can afford. And I have particularly focused on the crisis of homelessness, which has been a challenge for many years here in Washington state, but really has become um, extremely troublesome in the last few years since our state has recovered from the recession in many ways. And I am looking forward to this upcoming session because I think the understanding of the depth of the crisis has increased among members across the state of Washington. I've talked with members from both sides of the aisle and from both chambers who in being at home during interim have heard from community members about the challenges they're facing. And that includes not only the crisis of homelessness and people who have really no safe place to be, but about just exorbitant rents across the state and increases in in home prices that have caused people to feel stuck in the home that they do own or really feel like they're at risk of losing their home because of property tax costs that have increased as the values of their homes have gone up. And so I think we have a great opportunity and Democrats have been working during interim on a really bold agenda for 2019. We are hoping to help all of our communities across Washington by providing state resource to help create the level of housing supply that we know that we need. In my own community in King County, we know today that over 100,000 low-income households pay more than half of their income for rent. That is unimaginable. And on any given day in the Puget Sound region, there are over 15,000 people who are experiencing homelessness. And in the school district, in my community, in the Seattle School District, one out of every 13 students have experienced homelessness in the last year. So when we say there's a crisis, these are a few numbers that help us understand how bad the crisis actually is. 
we expect to extend a lot more resource into the creation of affordable housing. So housing for the lowest income people through investments in our housing trust fund. We are going to be working on a policy bill that we had discussed in 2018 that we think will have strong support in 2019 to credit back to local communities sales tax revenue so they can use their own local bonding authority to create capital dollars to build housing in their own communities. We also want to help communities with the tools that they need to create housing as quickly as possible, empowering them with both incentives as well as some regulatory framework to remove impediments to create affordable housing, both in our big cities and our small towns across the state. And then finally, I have been working with some colleagues in both chambers and with many stakeholders around the state, including local elected officials in cities from Seattle to Spokane to Bellingham and Vancouver and all around to work on more protections for renters. We know that renters are at greater risk for displacement and homelessness. And we know in particular families of color are at the greatest risk for being what they call rent burden, for paying more than half their income in rent to maintain their housing. And so we're looking at a number of protections. There's been growing understanding around the intersection between being evicted from housing and the risk that presents to people potentially becoming homeless more immediately risks to maintaining employment and student educational achievement. And so um, we'll be looking at some reforms to our eviction process that can help protect renters while ensuring that landlords still have the tools that they need to protect their investment as well. It sounds like these are going to be the kind of bills that will go through numerous committees down here because it, it is such a multifaceted problem. Have you been working with the chairs of various committees to get them prepped for the storm that is coming? Indeed. So I've been talking with chairs and leaders in uh, both chambers about the idea of needing a true cross-chamber, multifaceted housing agenda. As you suggest, these policy ideas will span multiple committees, both in the House and, and in the Senate. So I've been having conversations with committee chairs, and they are motivated. I failed to mention one other issue. So we talk a lot about um, the state's role in supporting people with the lowest incomes, but the housing crisis is more and more hitting middle class families. And while we had taken really great steps in the 2017 and 2018 session to support vulnerable homeowners, including with policies such as expanded access to revolving weatherization funds for homeowners in rural areas who may be at risk of losing their homes due to disrepair to make sure they can stay in their homes, which often are the most affordable option to them and stay in their home community. Um, we'll be looking in 2019 at potential reforms to condominium liability so that first-time home buyers who are early in their career or folks who are looking to retire and downsize maybe from a multi-bedroom single-family home to a smaller home to maintain have options. Right now, we have had very little production of condominiums 
over the last decade, and that's for multiple reasons, but one reason in particular is because of liability and the related construction insurance premiums related to that. So we are not just looking at one facet of the crisis. We are really looking holistically about how we can ensure that folks across income spectrum and across geographic areas of the state can really access the housing that they need that's connecting them to the opportunity that we know all Washingtonians want, access to jobs, to schools, and to the kind of community they would like to live in, whether that's a big city like I live in in Seattle or a small town. Time is limited here, but I do want to touch on one thing that has really been seen as a major player in homelessness, mental health. Fixing our state's behavioral health system, I think, is going to be high on the agenda in 2019, and it is definitely connected to our housing affordability and homelessness crisis across the state. We're coming into the 2019 session knowing that Western State Hospital was decertified by the federal government, and we need to take pretty bold steps to get our our state hospital back on track and in compliance with federal standards. Both the legislature and the governor have put out a vision for really reforming our behavioral health system across the state. And that mostly entails bolstering our community-based services, both by expanding the capacity for a whole array of inpatient settings, everything from short-term hospital beds to long-term care facilities that are specifically tailored for people with severe mental illness or severe substance use disorder or a combination of the both, looking to really dramatically increase the availability of supportive housing so people have a long-term place where they can live as independently as is possible, where they can receive potentially services on site in their housing, or they can access services in a more traditional outpatient setting. And until we invest in both housing and expanded treatment access at the community level, we will both continue to see severe problems with our state hospital, with our community hospitals, which is where people tend to go initially and often get stuck. Either they get stuck in the emergency room because there are not enough beds available, or once they do get admitted inpatient, there is no place to discharge them to because there are no housing options available that are affordable and have the right supports. By solving the housing affordability crisis and solving the mental health crisis, we will be mutually supporting the goals of of both of those endeavors. And so I really see these two policy issues as very much connected to one another. And I expect that we will be taking action that is very well coordinated across both our healthcare and our housing policy arenas and looking at both our capital investments as a state, as well as our ongoing operating budget investments, and how also we are working with our local communities who ultimately are facing these challenges every single day on the streets of their cities and towns. We're about out of time. What's your last word here as we get ready to bang the gavel for 2019? 
I think we have a great opportunity here. Washington State is known for its commitment to innovation and compassion, and we have succeeded in other policy areas. And in my background, I look in particular to the great strides that we have made in our long-term care work, which is really dealing with complicated health policy and housing issues. And Washington State is known to be the number one top-performing state in terms of long-term care options for disabled folks and, and, and our seniors. And I think we can build on the success that we have seen and solve these problems. You know, we came off the 2017-2018 biennium in making unprecedented strides in addressing challenges in our public school system. And I really do see that the housing challenges and mental health system challenges that we are facing now are ones that we are going to be able to face and make incredible strides in 2019 if the legislature continues to seem as committed to these issues as we see right now coming into session. We've been talking with Representative Nicole Macri from Washington's 43rd Legislative District, and I appreciate you being here with us. Thank you. It's been great to be here. Well, that's it for today's Capital Ideas. If you feel like you got something worthwhile out of the last few minutes, why not subscribe to Capital Ideas on iTunes, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's your state government, and what happens here matters. The more you know about how it works, the better it can work for you and for everyone. I'm Dan Frizzell for the Washington State House Democrats, and I thank you for listening.